welcome to episode 40? Two. 42. 42. 42 of the Carrier's Edge podcast. I am Jane Jezrawi, co-founder of Carrier's Edge. And my sidekick is... Mark Morrell, other co-founder of Carrier's Edge. Yes. Hello. And we have a very special episode because we just finished the best fleets to drive for. Well, we're not finished, but we finished the top 20 release. So We announced the top 20. We announced it, yes. Well, and when you said it, or when I said it as well, I realized this is a very special podcast because it's number 42. Oh, meaning of life. Yes. Yes. The only way that we could get our daughter to remember what six times seven was. Yeah. And when she was learning her multiplication tables or rather struggling to learn her multiplication tables because her, uh, she has very bad memory, working memory. So, uh, that's difficult for her. So we started giving her clues to, to what everything meant. And the meaning of life is 42 according to, oh, it's the uh, Douglas Adams. Yes. And uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And so we just now to this day say meaning of life. You'll say 42. Yeah, the six times seven is the meaning of life. Yes, that's right. Just so you know, if your kids can't remember their multiplication tables, do you use a song? Yeah, mnemonics. Yeah, some weird memory trick. Six times seven is one of the nastier ones too. Well. nine times The nine times and the seven times are always nasty. Well, there you go. Always educating. Thank you. Educators I, I know. always I, be educating. I, <laughs> hey, that was traumatic for all of third grade. Oh, no, it went. I think she finally got it by the time she got through elementary school. No, I think rough. she has coping mechanisms. I don't think she actually knows. <laughs> she got coping mechanisms. She figured it out. Yeah. Cause, but when you're, when you have that particular uh, part of your brain that doesn't work very well and, and mine doesn't work that well either. I can, although I don't remember having problems with uh, times tables, but I, I do have problems with uh, remembering things like that. I'm not a statistics person. I'm great with research, but don't ask me to remember the research. That's <laughs> yeah. a totally different thing. Unless there's a picture. Yeah. And lots of numbers and doing all of that and having to add up a certain amount of numbers and then do that, that total and then do something with that and then multiply it. No. I learned early on that the fastest way to get yelled at is to start talking about finance and numbers late at night. Start doing a business review at 10 p.m. Who does that? It's the only time we have to do it. That's not true. Well, we can do that day, in the I'm, morning when you're a slug. <laughs> yeah. Why would anybody? When you can't function. Why would anybody want to do anything in the morning? Why would anybody want to talk about finances late at night? Yeah. Like, man, you're like that's just ridiculous. Let's call the whole thing off. All right, let's talk about what we're supposed to be talking about, not numbers. Well, actually, it is kind of the numbers. It Best is fleets numbers. is all about the numbers. Yes. And we now have the number twenty. <laughs> Uh, that sounded very Sesame Street-like. <laughs> well, that was one of the clues with Sesame, Sesame Street. Street is running out of ideas for clues, and it's like, okay. I what, always go back is, to Sesame Street video on something. Yes. Well, I like, I don't know. I like, I'm a big nostalgia person, so. And also, I don't like new Sesame Street. I like old Sesame Street. Mm. That's one that I grew up on. And when I watch Sesame Street, and this was out west, 
uh, I guess it would have been in the late 60s, early 70s, they were doing Spanish. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I was watching an American channel, so we got Spanish. So I learned to count to 20 in Spanish um, before I think I learned to count to 20 in French. I don't think I ever got the French version because the French version was in Canada. Yeah, I remember watching both the Canadian and American one. So I got uh, Spanish and French. Yeah. And then and then I left when I was 10. So mm. I didn't I didn't get any more of that. But this was before Elmo. Like, I remember when Elmo came out, all the Gen Xers who grew up on Sesame Street were like, ew, what is this about? But our kids love Elmo. Yeah. Or they didn't, they, did. they don't love it now. But Elmo's World was, unfortunately, oh, yeah. we know the theme to Elmo's World. And many of the episodes. Yes. Many, many, many of, of the episodes. Yes. And the special video uh, things, the Christmas, oh, we can Christmas learn all one. about Christmas and the other Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Yes. yes. Is that it? Those are the Those three are the ones. Um, so anyway, that is not the best fleets either. <laughs> that is We're a little punchy. <laughs> we are. So uh, let's digress for a minute and I will share why. <laughs> oh my goodness. I so am yesterday, punchy. yesterday we announced the top 20, which mm-hmm. seems like a simple enough you think uh, task, but it's not. It actually, it's nearly a full week beforehand of prepping different things because we've got the teasers that Jane mentioned that get posted on social media, and there isn't just a single place. You know, we really need to have some better organization on that because it's three different platforms. We that need get posted a, on. We need someone whose sole responsibility is yeah. that. But they have kind to be created. Stuff. Yes. Uh, they have to be created, and we have to make sure that they don't give away too much information. That they don't actually tell anybody yes or no, you're on the top 20. Um, and then we have to put those out. But then in advance of the actual announcement, we have a press release that has to be prepped and approved by a bunch of people and prepared for uh, issuance uh, at a particular time. We've got a whole website that has to be updated, which means design, writing copy, testing, reviewing, all of that kind of and stuff. And this year we we decided, hey, let's redo the best ways website. Yeah, we did a whole overhaul on the site, which yes. was long overdue. Yes, um, it, and it's so much nicer now. So all that had to be done. And then what, uh, what we spend most of our day with yesterday is doing all of the logo variations for people and all of the supplementary things. So yes, the uh, top 20 get announced and all of those top 20 get an official logo that they can use. But for anybody who's been on the list for five or more years, they get a version saying you've been five consecutive years or seven consecutive years. And Jane spent a long time doing all of that yesterday. Well, what's funny is that we have the logos um, and we don't have, you know, I'm sort of the designer person right now. Uh, We are hiring, we are going to be hiring someone whose sole job it is to be a designer, but I've never been a logo designer. So what ends up happening is people say, oh, could we have a, could we have this or could we have that? And I go, oh, good idea. Cause we didn't think of that before. So we got a request for uh, a type of logo for multi-year. So I spent all day yesterday working on that. Plus we had a request for, oh, can we have a square logo that will look better on Instagram? So I thought, oh yeah, that's, that'd probably be happening. So we had to do that, uh, like totally unexpected work. This is something that I will be very happy to say, hey, mm-hmm. underling, go and do this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a logo designer. Um, but anyway, that takes a lot of time. And all of those, um, 
all of those teasers and even the announcement video, there's a lot of design work mm-hmm. that goes into that. There's a lot of, okay, not only do we have to think of the clues, but then you have to think of a way to be engaging about what, you know, how you present that. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Canadian one, which I spent some time doing. Um, well, some time? I, yeah, I spent the whole day doing because it was fun. You know, we don't really... We don't really celebrate the Canadians who are on the list, on the top 20 list as much as uh, w- we try to downplay it because we don't want to make it about Canada. But at some point, I do want to make it about Canada. There's a bunch of Canadian fleets on the and new Canadian fleets on the list. So I wanted to do something for Canadians. Now, that won't get as much play with the Americans because they don't really care. But the Canadians really like it. So I, you know, some good feedback. And plus, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed trying to figure out something that represented Canada that wasn't Tim Hortons or hockey or um, the Raptors or Drake. Yeah, or Drake, like, or Alanis Morissette or um, who's all the cliche things. Yeah, like all, or, you know, Michael J. Fox or all the things that everybody knows are Canadian but don't really represent Canada. Terry Fox represents Canada for sure. Definitely. Um, the Tragically Hip was another yeah. one that was in that. And I think because Gord Downey died last, is it last year? A couple of years ago now. Was it two? I, time goes by. Um, I wanted to include that. So that kind of thing. And then, so by the time I got to the Sesame Street one, it was like, oh, I just have no other, there's no more creative juices. <laughs> there's nothing well, I think you make a good point, though. Even just on the announcement, you did what three or four different movies because Five. you had the the top twenty announcement, mm-hmm. the uh, fleets to watch. That was a a separate video or separate movie. You had your five timers, yep, and then you had your uh, special movie for motor carrier service, who made ten years, which, ten years, yeah, which was fantastic. So. Yeah, you're making a bunch of different movies. Oh, then there's the announcement movie, plus then you had a cover movie for Facebook. Right, and Facebook is my enemy. (laughs) I am so done with trying to post videos to Facebook. Yeah, there are just no words as to how much... Well, they change the rules and don't tell you. They just tell you it's not working, but they don't tell you why. They don't tell you why, which is my favorite error message of all time, uh, is I don't know how to fix this. And then they basically... I figured it out. It's, they really, really, really want you to have a cover movie that is specific dimensions and no more. Yeah. Do not make it anymore. They're not shrinking it for they you. They used to let you. They used to let you have videos that didn't quite match mm. um, because the one that I did last year was not not the right dimensions and it worked because it was bigger. Mm. But this year now, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then they also have a new creator studio, which is kind of cool, but it's it makes it difficult to figure out when something is, yeah, it's just a mess. Anyway, social media, we have to, we are in the, on we're in the, the middle of hiring. We're in the hunt for a social media, for someone to, to work with marketing. Not just a social media person. But have that social yeah. media thing and hopefully be able to spend some time learning what all of these different social media sites mm-hmm. want you to do because Twitter Twitter wants something totally different and doesn't want you to post any movies on your as a banner. And then you have LinkedIn, which has a weird way of posting movies, man. You got to post the movie first. Everything else you write. I'm surprised they even let you do that. 
LinkedIn is just such a a rat's nest of sales reps and headhunters <laughs> that I, and sales guys are never doing videos. So I'm amazed that they actually oh, let no, you post it. Tons of videos on LinkedIn. Yeah, but they're tons. usually a lot of them are are they, sponsored. Well, or they were linked, just embedded from YouTube and stuff, but they realize that they're losing out on ad revenue because they could be having videos like Facebook and videos, sponsoring them. So now they have to include them. Videos are very, 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 very much more engaging than anything. Well, actually, that's not true. That link that I had. Oh, no, that was a video, too. That <laughs> Sesame Street one was a video. Yeah. It was just I didn't make the video. I just linked to it. Um, to the other ones that... I did as videos, they, videos do much better Yeah. on Facebook. If you can, if you can get that content together, it's hard. You, you could just, well, it's an entire job. You could yeah. just spend your life doing video. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of trucking companies are doing that. And a lot of trucking companies in the top 20 are doing that as well. So, but it is a lot of work. So all of these videos, then you're working on all the press releases and making, because we also have to do the overall winner's press release. Well, I haven't even got to that yet. I know, that's because just the, on the, the list. the press release uh, is just one piece of it, because after the announcement, um, then we have to send out a wrap-up message to everybody who participated, letting them know about the convention and other future options, because they can go and get a report on their results if they want. So we have to tell them all about that. And we have to thank them for being part of it. And it's sort of a general final message there. But then there's another message that goes out to all the winners that is um, talking about the convention and when the uh, presentation is at the convention, uh, what they need to be aware of for that. Who's going to be on stage? Tell us who's on stage. Yes. Who's going to be representing you? Here are the dates you need to be aware of. Uh, get ready for everything. And, um, and then uh, a third message now that is just the logos and the usage guidelines, because last year we started having usage guidelines for all the logos that we provide. So I have to write up those and there's templates for those. So it doesn't take too long to write them. But you still but have to send it to a you gotta whole send them and different got to make sure I'm sending it to the right people. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause you don't want to send the winner's message to somebody who's not a winner. Cause that'll be very confusing, um, and misleading. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you have to send it to everybody and you can't send it, you can't just send all of them immediately. You've got to stagger them a little bit. And since many of these have action items in them, I've got to track all the responses. Mm -hmm. So who actually acknowledged the logo usage guidelines, who has responded and told me what they're doing for the convention, because I've got to start keeping track of all of that. Um, and that becomes more of an issue as we get closer to the convention. We need to know who's going up on stage so we can communicate everything with them make sure they're um, going to be at the uh, the rehearsal, make sure they're ready to be there um, for the whole presentation and like all of that stuff. So there's lots of things that have to be done. Oh, and then they start asking questions about, can you give us a quote for a press release? Um, so they want a custom sort of quote about their performance that they can use in media. Sometimes they have dedicated media people that send us a pile of questions about it uh, that we have to go through We've got the inevitable responses of disappointment from people who didn't make it. And I find those ones tough because, uh, yeah, it, it's got to suck for them. They put a lot of work into it. They were finalists. They were hopeful that they were going to make it and they didn't quite make it. So it's got to be deflating for them. So I've got to send them something that says, I don't know, it's a consolation message. But at the same time, I can't suggest that if they come back next year, they're definitely going to win. 
you know, keep trying. You guys have a lot of good things that are happening, but I can't say I'm sure you'll be on the list next year because I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, we, we have no idea. And, uh, and there are surprises. Yeah. And for a lot of these fleets, they just got beat and it's that driver, the driver surveys make a big difference. I mean, you can have the same programs and do really well, but if someone else has similar programs and better driver satisfaction and is new in the program or has up to their driver satisfaction, uh, you know, you had to beat someone to get into the top 20. Yeah. So someone, somebody left to make room for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to leave to make room for them. And we have people who were bumped and are back again. Yep. And so, and we also got a really nice message that was basically about that it's a great learning process. Yes. And it is. And that's really what we want it to be. Yeah. We don't really, I mean, we could, I would love to give everybody, you know, I'd like to have a top 40. Well, that would, you know, then you'd, you'd be more guaranteed to, to actually have recognition. But I would I would love to recognize fleets who are doing really well or, you know, even a top 30, but we can't. It just, yeah. you know, we've got 20 slots, 20 spots on stage. It's a bit of a... And as much as we would like to expand that list to a top 30 or top 40, the fleets in the best fleets community keep saying no. Like they may be disappointed when they don't make it, but they don't want us to expand it because then it's less meaningful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, it's the ones who are on it and stay on it are working to stay yeah. on it. They are not, you know, and they're great places to work. I we have the messages that we get. Even the driver surveys talk about how great a place it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the the top, especially the ones who've been on it for years. Yeah. You know, so Halver Lines, Grand Island Express, um, Prime even. And what's funny about Prime Inc. is that so many people love to hate on them because they're such a big carrier. Mm-hmm. But the people who are working for them love them. Yeah, I was noticing in the comments today, there's a lot of Prime drivers yeah. that commented about uh, how happy they were to be there and how proud they were to see that company on the list. And Prime Prime has a... Um, you know, they, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there because they're a big, they're a big carrier, but they are working. I mean, there's a lot of years they weren't on the list. And mm-hmm. once they got on, they sort of realized, you know, they figured it out and have really come a long way. But so there are other fleets who, you know, were on the list, aren't on it now, still participate every year. And it's, I don't know, it's, the, the community is, it's a, it's a very... They are pushing each other, but it's yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah, for sure. So, And even if you were on it a long time ago and haven't been on it for years, you can still get back on. Oh, yeah. Oh, you for know, sure. There's, a, there's not really any sort of guarantees that the list is going to be the same from year to year. And as we are fond of saying, uh, if we get too many people that are winning too many years in a row, we're going to change the rules. Well, we do change. Well, we... We don't really, we change the scoring. Yeah. And we haven't really had to change it up that much. I've said that in the beginning. That it's not I'd, so much that we change the scoring, we change the questions. We change the questions, but we do change the formula that we use every year based on True. the numbers that come in. But I've I said years ago that if we start getting the same people winning the overall awards too many years in a row, we're going to change it. I said, I'm going to make it like Survivor. As soon as you think you understand it, we'll turn it upside down. <laughs> 
because I don't want that. I don't want the same people there all the time. But as it happens, you know, in the past few years, we haven't really had to do that because new people come along and just the natural shifting of questions and adjusting of the scoring to reflect what's happening in the industry, you get different people in the top 20. And over the past few years, we've had different people in the overall winner spot. So yep. we'll have to see what happens with that this year. I guess I will be, well, I know. So it will be interesting to see what the response is. Yes. So, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it may or may not be surprising. <laughs> but yeah, well, I did one of the recreations of the logos that I did was I've highlighted overall winner years in the multi-year so if you've won, if you've won the overall winner, um, so Grand Island Express, FTC Transportation Bison, uh, Central Oregon, News Bomb, um, I've highlighted the year that they won the overall. So that I thought that was nice. I, I did that because I want them to have that recognition that, yeah, you were an overall winner. And because as the years go by, even when you were an overall winner, you don't you don't necessarily have that reminder. Mm hmm. So cool. I thought that that a visual representation of that would be good. We'll see how that goes. We'll yeah. see how they how they use it because the ones like Grand Island Express and Halver have a lot of years yep. on the list. Next year, if Grand Island makes it, then they'll be a ten year. Wow! I know. Hmm. I know. That's cool. But the fun is not over for us because well, no. we have that huge project that is just the convention, which is its own beast. And it's not even, like, we think it's a beast. Can you imagine the TCA? Yeah. I know they find it. It's like a gargantuan, monstrous beast. Well, they also have a huge list of all the things having done it. And that's kind of what we're getting to. We're getting to have a pretty refined set of tasks that need to be done for the convention because we've done it enough times and we've had enough of these debriefs afterwards where we think, oh God, we don't ever want that to happen again. So let's put it on our list yeah, to make sure that we make check sure it for doesn't it. happen. And you know, going to the convention, I don't think you get an appreciation necessarily for every bit of everything that you have to plan. Yeah. Before and and we only do one awards presentation. I'm not even including speaking. Speaking is a totally different beast. So this is just an awards presentation. Um because we will be doing a breakout session or a, uh, what is it called? Trucking in the round session at the convention about best fleets. And, but what we're, but the whole thing about just that, how long is it? Maybe 10, 10 minutes? minutes, something like that. That takes so much prep, but we also have, um, on top of that, we also have the reception that we do, which is not as much, but yeah, I'm not even worrying about those things. Those are like far down my, my list now. That's because you didn't have to do the invitations. No, I'm, that's not your part. Well, and a lot of that stuff is done before the announcement. Mm -hmm. Like we've, we've got that done now. The, the big uh, tasks that are in front of us are putting together the results book and putting all oh, the data yes. together. Just See, the you're, cover. You're of the glossing over that. You've gone from announcement to convention because I'm doing the book this year. <laughs> you did your cover and then, oh yeah, there's nothing to do on the book. Yeah. Well, I get no, 20 I've pages of the content book. I've got to put together. I've done the book. I yeah. know. That's, I think that's why you blocked it from your mind. <laughs> no, it's just I've been, my brain has been full of logos. Yeah. Logos, logos. And you mentioned the breakout session. We've got to put that content together as well. Yeah, and don't, those, don't talk about that. People should think that, although we have talked about what we're going to, 
what we're going to cover. We've roughly figured yes. out what our outline is going to be mm-hmm. and the content will be fleshed out partly from doing the book and partly from us talking about the things that we want to discuss. Yeah. But yeah, there's still lots of, uh, lots of pieces that need to be assembled and uh, plus we're exhibiting at the show. So thankfully all of that's taken care of because uh, I essentially, I said to uh, Freeman, just do the same thing that you did at ATA in San Diego last fall. So that's an easy one. And we also are bringing uh, staff with us. Oh, so yeah. Courtney, our partner, um, director of partners. Yes. Is that what we, is that, that is what title? her job is. Yes. No, 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 I'm trying to remember her title. Director of Alliance Partnerships. There we go. That's why I can't remember it. It's too many words. It's too pretentious. And then Mark S., who was our new VP of Customer Experience. Mm-hmm. I remembered that one. Yeah. Um, who will also be with us at the convention. Yes. We have slave labor with us to help. <laughs> they can set it's... up the backdrop and hand out the books. and. Uh... Well, this is the other thing with the convention is... You, we got a fabulous new backdrop so that people can take their pictures in front of the uh, in front of the backdrop. So if you go to the Best Fleets to Drive for our website, we've redone the website and there's a bunch of pictures of the backdrop. So this fabulous fancy dra- backdrop, you would not believe the issues with just that backdrop. So yes, this it's is a big just deal. one freaking curtain is yeah. really all it is. It's a is. piece of fabric stretched across plastic pipes. All it is. But it has to be taken to the convention yeah it has to be steamed so it's not all wrinkly because there's wrinkly pictures well after set up has to be set up somewhere it has to be yeah, has to be set up somewhere and then then you have to take it away yeah that's the hard part yeah. setting it up not everybody a big remembers deal. before the event yeah yes, bring it there set it up get it ready this, get it steamed and yeah. the well that also reminds me of the awards themselves but i'll get that to that in a minute but also because we have the reception we want to you well, know, we do tried. we bring it to the we reception? We tried one time, yeah, bring it to the reception, fail. Yeah. And we're going to be in a boat this year, so we're not getting... Oh, maybe we could do it at the no, entrance not, to the restaurant. We're not bringing it. Okay. Because it's then we're stuck with it. That's true. Because everybody bails at the end of the reception, and we're hanging around, and we end up having to tear it down. After drinking, yeah. going to drink somewhere else. Well, and because the reception is in a more of a public place, I the hotel's not going to be interested in us setting up banners that's there. That's true. Um, See, also things you have to think about. Yeah. But that's just the banner, which we don't even use. It's just there for people to take pictures with. Um and like we had, there's one for a driver of the year and there's, there's a bunch of those banners and we're kind of getting in on that banner action, but talking about the awards themselves, oh man. So they come in boxes and we cannot get it together to figure out how to get the awards out of the box and then get them to the fleets who need them. <laughs> that is like... We well, have not figured that out. Because and that's the whole trick as well is um, how do you do that? You want the award on stage somewhere that it can very easily and quickly be handed to the uh, the announcer yeah. to present it to somebody. But and it that's can't figured be, out. But it can't be visible to any of the people that are on stage before the <sighs> announcement. So. And also the teleprompter cannot have the names of the overall winners because everybody on stage can see the names of the overall winners. So... I have to memorize everybody's names and... Well, two winners, two of the overall winners. Yeah, but you know, when you're up there, 
I think that I remember um, Garth Pitzel from Bison. I remember blanking, <laughs> uh, blanking on like his a name a, a couple of times. And it's weird because I know his name. Yeah. You know, I obviously know his name. Um, but it, you're standing up there and you and you're, you know, reading a teleprompter. And then all of a sudden it's like, OK, and the winner is. Because I do that anyway. That's mm-hmm. just normal for me that I would just blank on someone's name. Yeah, I could. You know, sometimes I'll call you. You call me all kinds of things. I do. Sometimes intentionally. Well, I often call you by our son's name. Yeah. Because you that's guys, not intentionally. That's un- totally unintentional. Yes. Because he's usually I'm mad at you. Like, oh, no, you're Mark. Okay. I'm still mad at you. Um, uh, so we've got these awards and we can get them out of the box and handed to the fleets when they need them. But then the boxes get left backstage. Mm. Everybody gets off the stage and everybody's all pumped and it's like, oh, yeah, we just won the award, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, can we have the box? Or, and, or the boxes that the plaques come in and people lose their boxes and then it just ends up as a DCA will mail you. <laughs> DCA will mail you or They will stuff. find it and ship it to you somewhere. Yeah, it's, but I'm like running around half the time because cause I'm on stage. People ask me and half the time I don't know, but yeah. everybody else has left. Yeah, where's Kristen? She knows. Yeah, but Kristen's oh. gone to the next event. And it's often in the, the TCA has their own little like office room mm. and they're often hidden in there. So I'm, you know, I spend a lot of time not watching whatever happens at the, after the awards, I often don't see it all because I'm running around trying to find boxes. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is maybe we give all the boxes to Mark or Courtney and say, hang on to these boxes, give them to the overall winner people when they come off stage. Yes. You are in That's charge of the boxes. They can be responsible. They can well, be responsible for steam cleaning that stupid banner and yep. for figuring out the boxes. Well, also don't forget, we're going to have James there. We have our intrepid reporter who is embedded in the process this year. I'm not going to get him to do stuff like that. I'm getting him to do some menial work. Yeah, that's part of the process. He needs, and I was talking to him this morning <laughs> for the next part of him. it. No, <laughs> it's not punishing him. It's, there's all these things that happen that nobody really thinks about what it takes to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And you see these things on stage, but all the little things you're talking about, nobody ever thinks about that. Like, where are the boxes for this thing? You've got a glass trophy. Where'd the box for it go? Did some enterprising housekeeping person uh, just dump it? Uh, is it available? Because they're also they're, they're a foam lined box, yeah. so you can carry the thing safely. Well, you want to keep that, but you know, same thing with the plaques. They all come in boxes, but maybe you want those boxes afterwards. Yeah, for packing or shipping, or because some people want to get the get everything shipped to them. Yeah, well, and alongside that, we bring everybody backstage before the announcement, but we line them up in a very specific order because we bring yes. them out based on how many years they've been on the list, so not just straight alphabetical. So we need to have a master list somewhere of what that order is. Not on the prompter. Well, it'll be on the prompter, but we need to have a backstage so we can get everybody ready. And we also need to get those people in the line properly with their plaques. Yeah. And stay in the line or remember where you are in the line because they are a little bit, they're they're also a little bit punchy and they're talking to each other. And and they're happy. They've got adrenaline and a little bit of nerves and things like that. So yes, there's some wrangling that needs to happen. (laughs) And the, do you have your, do you have your plaque the right way up? Yeah. 
And and when Debbie Sparks worked uh, at the TCA, she was really good for that, saying, you know, have your plaque the right way up. Mm-hmm. And so when she left and I was trying to fill that void, I did not remind people because it didn't occur to me. Yeah. And because, again, I didn't I have never done that before. And so we did have a, an unfortunate situation where there was a, a flipped mm-hmm. a flipped uh, thing. And I've noticed it with others. Yeah. Like other people, I've noticed. Now you people. notice when yeah. you see other award ceremonies, what, how, if they're standing there properly, well. And name tags off, which is the big, that is something that when you start doing public events and doing speaking and being in pictures and things like that, you don't realize you got to get that stupid name tag off. Yeah. When you're up on stage, you take that name tag off. Because you do not want it in the picture. You don't want it. Everybody knows who you are when you're speaking. Mm-hmm. You don't need your name tag on. And yeah. it's just a, it's a distraction. So yeah. um, I'm always, you know, get your name tag off, get your, you know, make sure you've got this on, this off. Oh, and then we have the best suites. Oh, I don't know. That's not, I shouldn't say that. Okay. All right, then. We have something that Jane won't speak about. Um, But yes, there are lots of things that need to be coordinated. And I want uh, our helpers and James as a reporter to understand all of the pieces that are required to make the thing run smoothly. So we're going to get them all doing something. Although I think everybody who runs it, who has a conference or like that kind of event, they all know they're um, all nodding. And well... To a certain extent, yes. If there's a conference, there are always things that need to be organized. But this is just, again, we're only talking about 10 minutes out of the whole program. That's true. It is 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, there's because their convention is such a, a large uh, event, such a big deal, there's so many more of these little bits and pieces that need to be organized. And also, what I'm going to wear <laughs> is an issue. Because I can't wear the same thing every year. Now, that's something that I learned back when I was doing my cross-country tour. And I was also the one presenting the awards. So I would be up on stage getting my picture taken, presenting the awards. And then I'm doing a seminar series where I talk about all of these, the program, talk about all the data that we found and all that other stuff. And I show pictures from the convention and the award presentation. And I learned that when I'm doing a speech, I can't wear the same suit that I was wearing in that picture. Yes, I know. So whatever Especially you wear. Especially if it's, if it's like specific. Oh yeah. If it's a drab gray suit, I'd probably be okay. But then it's the tie and the shirt and like, you got to be careful on all of that. So I learned that and, and you see it as well. Like if you're wearing anything that's very, well, you want to wear something that stands out mm-hmm. that kind of gets people's attention and draws their eye to you when you're speaking and then in the pictures uh, but you can't wear that again in any public event. Well, you can, but it's... You can't wear it somewhere that you're going to have a picture taken or... Yeah. You know, certainly not at an event where well, that you picture have to is going to be shown. Couple, you have to wait for a couple of years because I, I can wear things now that I wore like three years ago. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Um, but I can't wear the same... Like I wore a black jacket with uh, white piping last year. Mm-hmm. Can't wear that for a while. Or your red suit. No red suit, no, uh, so I have a new suit. It's just, I have to, it's, I have to get new suits every year. And it's weird because I'm not like a real shopaholic or anything like that, but I have to get work clothes that are presentable. You know, I can't, what I'd really like to do is walk out in sneakers and jeans or my new Ugg slippers. Like those are my favorite shoes now. But you couldn't do that twice. 
true. That's true. Unless I decided to do a Steve Jobs and do yeah. it every year. And I constantly talk about how I want to be, I want to get to the point where I can do a Steve Jobs and just do everything the same every year. <laughs> just have my uniform. Same slippers, jeans. Yeah. And shirt. Although I would get tired of it. So, yeah. you know. You'd you see go. everybody else dressed up and you think, oh, I want to dress like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But. And it's funny because I almost never get dressed up other other than work functions. I don't dress up at all, really. Yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah, every time I put on eyeliner, you're like, what? What are you doing? Where are we going? What's happening? Yeah. Like, it's okay, happened. calm down. Yeah. I'm just going out in public. So there we have the summary of all of the events that take place uh, even after the announcement is done and we have to prepare all of the odds and ends afterwards. What else is on that? That's the book? Oh, well, I mean, the this has releases. just all been, yeah, the book, the breakout session, but the, the convention book, prep. Even the book by itself is kind of crazy because we have a lot of the content, but we have a Carrier's Edge ad in there. We have a back page that's a TCA. So we got to make sure that we get all the TCA. Mm-hmm. Sponsor uh, ads. Sponsor ads. Oh, the sponsor ads and the sponsor videos. Oh, the sponsor videos. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Which for the first time, we have both of them on time. Uh, I know. Delivered on time and they both look oh, awesome. And they're awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. They're good. That's going to be really good this year. I'm very happy with those. But oh man, the sponsor video is a lot of work. Like even just sending email, mm-hmm. you know, reminding them and answering questions. It's a lot of answering questions that we mm-hmm. do yeah. with regards to this. So, so what as, are we going to do when we have a marketing coordinator who's doing all of this stuff for us? Um, we'll have nothing to complain about. Oh, no, no, we'll find new no. stuff to complain about. Yeah, I'm sure. we will. I'm sure we will. Well, we're going to, I think we will continue to. Yeah, to we'll do, still be involved. No, but even the whole doing speaking tours and yeah. talking to like, you know, doing sessions with the best fleets. Well, and, we'd have time to actually look into the data and do the uh, the content for our breakout session in the book a mm-hmm. little sooner rather or, than last minute all the time. Or plan another version of the best fleets to drive for, for private fleets. Oh, or for, oh, okay, don't. That just seems like such a mountain of work. Well, it does now because yeah. we haven't passed off the mountain okay, of work. Okay, this is my version of the 10 o'clock finance conversation. Because when I start having ideas. You start to have an idea. Hey, let's do a whole new program for the private fleets. I have ideas oh. all the time that I cannot execute, especially when I'm working out. That's the worst time. It's <laughs> like I was like, oh, we could do this. And then when it actually comes to execution, it's like, oh, we don't have time or people are... <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's my, you have inspiration in the shower. I have yes. inspiration when I'm working out. It's very weird. And I think it's because I have to pay attention to what I'm physically doing. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, I work out to a particular, there's a workout thing that I have to listen to and follow. So the part of my brain that's thinking is kind of in the back. I'm just sort of following orders. And I don't know. That's when, I don't know, things break through and I get an idea for, oh, we should do this. It's not mm-hmm. just best fleets. It's just period. No, I have that in the shower or cutting the grass or vacuuming. Cutting or, the grass yeah. for all you or okay. vacuuming. Yeah, all of those kind oh, of things. The vacuuming Anything that doesn't really you require your brain yeah. only takes a tiny bit of your brain. And yeah, and both of those, vacuuming and cutting the grass, you've got this white noise 
from the uh, from the motor going. So it's like sensory deprivation and your mind just wanders off and you come up with ideas. I think that because I listen to a lot of uh, talk radio, like so I listen to CBC all the time. And when people are talking, you get ideas, but you don't get the same kind of inspiration that you get when you're when the white noise with that white noise thing is happening. I really recommend doing something that takes your brain out of itself. Like just that is the best way to get an idea, to get creative ideas. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and um, I would, there's a, uh, there's, um, I think there are some books about that. That is actually what you should be doing to get creative or to promote creativity is yep. to do completely different things than you would normally be doing. Like, you know, hiking or, you know, those physical activities mm-hmm. are really good. Yep. So now we've talked about all of this stuff for quite a while, but we haven't even touched on our regular jobs. We haven't done our regular jobs for at least a happening. week. But there's uh, there is some stuff that we're starting to think about in addition to continuing to hire more people. We were talking about some new courses and some different ideas. Mm-hmm. And so even though you're not uh, involved in it directly, your course group has got... A Getting bunch of bigger. things. Well, and you've got a bunch of things on your list, yes. right? Yes. We are uh, going to revamp. We're doing the updates to uh, for Clearinghouse for the drug and alcohol course. Um, we're doing a quick and dirty that just updates that, but then we're going to do a bit of an overhaul on it because it's an older course. And we also want to um, think about doing one for Canada. The other thing that we're going to be doing is a cybersecurity course. Yes. Because desperately needed. One of the things that has come out is that transportation companies particularly are getting targeted for things like ransomware. And it's there is a reason and remember we were at the American Trucking Association's conference, the ATA, uh, when we were at MCE, we heard a uh, um a panel talking about that. So in one company who had been ransomware and then the uh, security people talking about what you can do to protect yourself. And since trucking is getting, well, we're hearing about it more and more. I heard it from uh, one of our insurance partners, Palmer Atlantic, talked about it, about a couple of their uh, insureds getting ransomware uh, attacks. So we are going to put out a course basically about how to protect yourself. Well, this kills a couple of birds too, because uh, we have to do cybersecurity training for our staff every year. Yes. And a lot of the stuff that's covered that we're required to cover really is content that anybody could benefit from now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So even if you're you know, not operating an e-commerce business, it's still useful to know these kind of things. So put that content into a course for drivers, add in some transportation specific stuff for them. Uh, the uh, the content specific for management and office staff at the trucking companies so that they can be better protected. That stuff, yeah, there's a huge need for it. It's weird. It's so far away from what you would think of as truck driver safety, but it's an issue that probably every one of our customers is thinking about and will benefit from. And my suspicion is that it's not the drivers as much as the office staff who are the vulnerability yeah. Where, you know, you're getting more email, there's lots of things going on, you know, you're clicking on stuff, you know, with drivers, there are very specific things that they do during the day. So I, I think the office staff 
probably would benefit more. But that's just my that's just my guess. I'm not even well, sure. Well, I think the risk for the driver for the is going to be more on the personal side, and it's going to lean into things like identity theft because yes. they've you know they click the wrong link and they end up putting in their personal information, mm-hmm. and so then they're. I mean, it's not a hack at that point. They've just been tricked into providing their login to their Facebook login or their bank login or email login. And if you get into somebody's email, then you can reset a whole lot of different things. You can reset all their other accounts and people don't really realize that. So there's a risk at the personal level. There's a professional risk uh, for drivers and office staff. And there's certainly enterprise risk uh, for the whole business Mm -hmm. if these things go badly. So I think we'll get a lot of value out of that. Oh, definitely. Um, So that'd be a new course. It's overdue. That'll be it. Also, we were talking about, we're doing a complete overhaul of the wellness stuff. Yes. And that will be in this calendar year for sure. Yeah. So. There's a lot of update because that's an older course as well. And there's a lot of updated information. Well, we're getting to the point. We can restructure it as well. Where we've got a lot of the standard content covered. If you think about a day in the life of a driver, most of the things that they do, we've got a course for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a few specific things like maybe if you're a fuel hauler there's something about loading fuel that we don't have like very specific things like that uh, or a livestock hauler or something there may be some specifics but most of the things are covered so now it's more about updating continuing to update them to make sure they've got the most recent content the best practices you're taking advantage of all of the things new ideas and instructional design and interactivity that you guys are coming up with, that those get applied into the courses. Mm -hmm. So even if drivers have been through these courses, they can go through them again and they get something fresh and something new. Yes. And yes, I would agree. So what are you, well, that's, so we're doing that. Um, Defensive driving is getting an overhaul. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Defensive driving. That's also a a completely rebuilt course. And there's a couple of new titles that we want. Uh, We also have, well, Fanny is chugging out the French. Translating and, everything yeah, out of the sound. And we also are going to uh, do some more in Spanish. Uh, the Canadian ELD, our HOS course is going to get an overhaul when the ELD rule comes. It's just, yeah, there's lots and lots of things coming mm-hmm. down the pipe. What about you? What's going on in your world? Well, the newest thing or what I'm getting excited about is an updated uh, rebuilt mobile app. So that should be out. Uh, seems like it's going to be out fairly soon. They're starting to get close to the wrap-up period on the Android version and mm-hmm. uh, taking that to build an iOS version. And that's going to be nicer because it's native. Rather than just being a hybrid app, it'll be faster. It'll be more flexible. So we'll be able to do or more easily do custom versions for different devices. Oh, like cool. Zonar and Isaac and the other devices we're integrated with. It'll be much easier to do custom versions for them or a Wi-Fi only version, for example, that doesn't work if you're uh, if you're on a cell network requires Wi-Fi. Uh, yes. So things like that, uh, that's going to be nice. And there's lots of, I guess, f- feature stuff that's coming through other packages. So we've done uh, some custom work for FedEx to do their certificate program or is a professional development program where they got different levels and you have to not only complete online courses, but 
do some practical stuff as well and get marked complete in different observations and on the job stuff. So through that work, we're going to be building or we have built management ability for practical content, practical activities. So you could do uh, a road test or something like that. Do a road test, do yard skills and track all of that and have that part of somebody's profile, but also be able to build a curriculum that leads to a certificate. So not just a module completion certificate, but a whole program. So you can say that this is a bronze level driver or silver level driver because they've completed all of these different packages or all of these different programs. So companies can build their own certification programs. Nice. Yeah. Or certificate programs, which is really the same functionality that we use for certification programs here, LCV and wheel service is really the same functionality. It's just not a certification program because it's not going to be managed by a certifying body. But it um, it's still the same functionality in terms of an internal corporate certificate. Cool. So there's some nice stuff there. And continuing to completely gut and overhaul the, the, uh, the plumbing <laughs> of the system. So in an update for partners uh, last week, I uh, compared it to doing a home renovation and you tear down the drywall and find some wood rot. And then you pull away that wood rot and find something else that you need to fix. So that's kind of what's happening. So the more they dig into it, the more they find things that they want to change and optimize. But performance is so much improved already. Stability is, is getting better. And the process of identifying something, documenting it, writing out specs, coding it, testing it and deploying which people don't see that, but it's important to have a really efficient uh, deployment chain or uh, development operations. That's really improving as well. I think that that is something that when you grow, because our company is growing, it's one of the things that you really have to be vigilant about mm-hmm. is that, you know, does everybody know what the process is? Is it documented somewhere? You know, if, if the main person is hit by a bus, can someone else pick it up? Yeah. You and know, the answer and, in most cases is no, it's not documented. It's just in my head somewhere. Well, that's you. <laughs> yes. yes. You've but, been very good about documenting your processes, but there's still a lot of things that you do that yes. you do without even really thinking. Yes. And then, and then Chrissy asked me a question about it and I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably know that because I don't want to have to do that ever again. Yeah. And then the more things you want to offload, the more things you realize you have to teach other people how to do and give mm-hmm. them support documentation and, and all of that, especially if you want it done a certain way. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, there's a lot of work that goes into seemingly doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, and there's times, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks where I know both of us have thought, oh, I haven't really got any work done. But then you look at the list of things you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have really done a lot. I see why I'm tired. But the stuff that I think is my job that I think I should be doing, I haven't got as much of that done. Yeah. So then you feel bad. Well, part of our job is now hiring our replacements. So yes, that's uh, we're yeah. currently in the looking at marketing and business and BA. Yeah. yeah. So very different jobs. But weird because I was reviewing resumes for both yesterday. And, and they're both similar. Of them involve writing and both of them involve some design work. Yeah. So they, there's overlap in the position, but they're very different in terms of the seniority level or the background. So you bring in a BA, they probably were bringing in somebody with six or 
anywhere from six to 10 years experience doing that. But in a marketing coordinator, it tends to be more of a junior job. So it may be somebody with three to five years experience. So you're looking at it and it's easy to say, oh, this person has got no experience. They're terrible. And then you realize, oh yeah, it's the marketing job. They don't need that much. (laughs) Yeah, they don't Uh, need to code. Yeah. Or you look at it and say, okay, well, this person doesn't write very well or a marketing person, but then you realize it's the BA job and they only need to write specs. So they're not doing finished content. And it's so easy to get sidetracked when you keep getting questions. Oh, yeah. It's the questions that always kill me because I'll be deep in something and I'll be totally focused on something. And then someone gives me a question that is like for them, they can't move on until they have the answer. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm going to answer that question. And then you're like, what? Yeah. What was I even doing? And you do that a few times. Somebody uh, likened it to the daily experience of being pecked by a duck. (laughs) (laughs) And then you realize there's no point in trying to get into something, get deep into something. Because as soon as you do, someone's uh, pecking at you. So you sit around just waiting for the pecks to come. Well. And then you feel like you're not doing much. You clear, you do all of like the rearranging things on your desk. You know, that kind of Yeah. And, and. Basically, you have done work. You're just not doing the work you expect. And I think that's what happens when you're moving from a, you know, we're doing everything ourselves to to a more mature business. Yeah. And th- I think that's what everybody goes through when they're doing that. Oh, for sure. But no one really ever tells you. Well, they kind of tell you, but you just don't get it until you've been through it. Yeah. Because I think that I've read a lot of things about it in different magazines, but I now I appreciate it. Now I get it. Yeah. And you end up doing what you think of as your work nights and weekends when nobody's yes, bugging you. Yeah. But that's the work that you should not be doing. That's the stuff you're supposed to be offloading. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that kind of brings us to a point where we can wrap it up, where we can go and offload some more work to other people. Let's do that. I have questions to answer. <laughs> I'm sure I do uh, as and well. I've made a point of not looking at mail. So I guess our next podcast will be after. No, the next oh, podcast no. will be coming up before the convention. Oh, so it'll be But prepping. we should be all ready. We all of the be. stuff that we're talking about here should, should be ready. Books should be printed. Yeah. Clothing should be packed. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you then. And with that, have a good day. Yes, have a good day.